Hi, this is Alan Hauser. This is Josh Bratton. I'm Brandon Davenport. I'm glad to be back. Not really. <laughs> In this exciting episode, we're going to talk about Squarespace and SOPA. iWeb. <laughs> and for the listener, we have uh, dramatic pauses on our on our notes. It says breath. So, And we're going to talk about RSS feeds. So stick around as we protect the internet liberties of content, structure, and style. Wow. Nice. Music drop. While we're starting, uh, this is just a, a quick apology to the listener that my dogs are loose again. So, And I, I'm powerless against them. So they're going to be snarling and running a boot for you Canadians. That's... Yep. Things. Yeah, they're pretty quiet now, but just wait until we get an intense debate and those callers are going to start shaking. They love their Squarespace news, don't they? <laughs> yep. Paul, once... What's Should we be making a Baja Men joke at this point? Should we just get it out on the table, or what's Baja Men? Wasn't that a, a group? <laughs> Come on, were they Canadian? No, uh, that was the band, of course, uh, for the listener who sang "Who Let the Dogs Out." That was the song, you know. Okay. In, Sorry, that was the news. So, yep. Oh, well, there you go. They they actually let themselves out, Josh. <laughs> I guess that answers that. <laughs> Who let the Bahamut in? <laughs> awesome. Right. So we have our first question for tonight's show from our friend Jamie Britton all the way in the UK. He says, what is that sound in the background? It's now? a dog toy. <laughs> I thought it was really fun to have a musical dog toy. Oh, dude. The wheels have already fallen off the wagon. And dog. it's not at all. That thing goes off in the middle of the night. All right, so Jamie Britton, our friend from the UK, writes us, Hey guys, I just wanted to hear your views on SOPA and Squarespace. Obviously, Alan's dogs are against it. Um, So Squarespace being against it, along with most people, do you think it was the right decision for Squarespace to come out um, against SOPA? So, um, I don't know. Well, let's first, let's talk about what, what is SOPA, this legislation. Here's an intro from Wall Street Journal. It'll undermine free speech and due process, says one side. It'll protect America's creative class from thieves, says the other. But what's really in the Stop Online Piracy Act? I'm going to give an example that would probably make sense to the majority of our listeners and people on the Internet. Let me give you a scenario. So, today, as it is, and it has been since YouTube's inception, was um, content creators and the content creators i'm talking about are the ones like uh, uh music labels um the movie industry you can upload a youtube video right now let's say it contains a copyrighted song you don't get any permission from the copywriter um sometimes they'll just let you do it youtube will let you do it sometimes you get an email that says hey your video's been flagged by uh, you know universal music because you contain this song and it's been blocked in countries outside of the US and Canada or the ad'll get muted or the an ad'll get put on it or a link to the iTunes thing it it's basically the content creators and labels job to keep an eye on their content and who's using it um and it works they have the tools that they need and it's protected and a lot of the times it's a benefit to the artists and the labels having their music on there a good example is the time when uh, that uh wedding dance video uh, came up with one song by Chris Brown. They ended up selling like millions of copies from that my one. My friend video. was in that. My friend was in that video. That was my friend's wedding. Really, very the Baja Men. <laughs> yeah, no, very ha- no I'm very happy. From St. Paul. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, go on. But anyways, 
Um, so they have the tools they need, um, and it's been working really well so far, and and uh, it has been working. But the problem is the the movie industry and the music industry is not feeling very creative right now in their efforts to have more sales and penetrate into more markets other than online. So they're trying to stifle people's ability to use content that they don't necessarily even pay for in their videos and take the responsibility of them to look after their content and their intellectual property and then put it on YouTube's shoulders. So Mm -hmm. in this case, instead of um, let's say grandma uploads a video of you know baby dancing to a Beyonce song instead of YouTube going ignoring it and just being like whatever or let's say that video gets up to a million views eventually YouTube has to go okay we got you know notification from Universal Music we gotta you know we gotta mute the audio or we gotta make it unavailable in this or we have to put an ad or a link that's how they handle it now but soon if they do get that message from the content owner or the label it's YouTube's that's getting sued so YouTube will have to preemptively knock down any video that's uploaded that contains copyrighted audio or video to protect themselves. So that not only limits the amount of content that can go up on YouTube, but it limits the... uh, And and it's surprising how broad it is. So it could be something uh, as simple as uh, someone in their room playing on their guitar to a song. That could count. Or um, a video of some gameplay, which I know a lot of businesses are based on, like Rooster Teeth, Barley Productions. Um, So... That affects a lot of companies and a lot of small companies that rely on content like video game footage and music to uh, grow. Um, and not only does it affect them, it also affects YouTube as a their whole business is providing a platform for people to upload videos to. And if they can't have the amount of videos they're having uploaded now, they start to lose money. There's not, an, there's not as many videos for them to put ads on to make money. And in, at the end of the day, the numbers aren't just gonna ma- are just not gonna make sense, and YouTube might eventually have to stop, as hmm. it is today, or just stop altogether, because well, it's not. And the, and the, I mean the, the, the reason why they would want to become so uh, against people uploading this content is because if um, the content creators uh, cited numerous infractions or whatever, they could go to the U.S. Attorney General and demand that the site be taken down. Exactly. So, News Today, for example, mega upload the site. Uh, this is the 19th of January. We just, we're just recording today. So today, uh, mega upload was taken down by the U.S. government with no due process, no nothing, just because a, um, a Hollywood company, the, the, um, the you know, Hollywood Hollywood and the record industry basically said that oh they're pirating content or whatever and um, whether they did or not is you know yet to be determined in the court of law or or not the thing is is that no due process right now and this is under the uh, Digital Millennial Copyright Act or DMCA Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the current law under place and Mm -hmm. and what was Brandon was talking about earlier about keeping um, about how the the right or the uh, the onus isn't on YouTube to police the content. That's the safe harbor clause. So it's saying it's on the content creator, not the or the not the not the company that's not the conduit site or the the social network, I guess. So, but but SOPA would be much more um, you know strict with this, and basically it could be a shoot first and ask questions later type legislation where a company um, in the RIA or the uh, MPAA Record Industry or the Motion Picture Association could just take down sites just yeah. because. And, and to make things clear, SOPA doesn't 
make YouTube go away or make Facebook go away or Twitter go away, what SOPA would do is it would make the internet such a hostile place that it would no longer be safe for YouTube or Twitter or Facebook to perform as they do now. They'd start to shrink and eventually wouldn't be cost effective for them to stay in business. And it makes it so hostile that smaller websites, it would become impossible for them to start or continue growing into the size of what they potentially could. And so, and but Brandon, like Squarespace. Be, oh, sorry, Brandon. To be clear, though, to be clear, though, if if a video did get onto YouTube with copyright, you know, material, um, YouTube itself could be taken down by the U.S. government without due process. The entire entirety of Google. Exactly, but that's what. But YouTube. that brings it back to the point of YouTube would not be able to allow any video right. to be uploaded it, with copyright. So essentially, they do have the tools in place right now. YouTube can detect any copyrighted video content or audio content when a video is uploaded. It's just they keep that information so that when they do get contacted by the music label, it's verified. But in the future, if SOPA does get passed, they need to say anything that's even remotely connected to a copyrighted piece of audio or video, we can't allow it to appear on YouTube. It's, it, we can't do it. There'd be like so, six videos on YouTube left. Exactly. That's the that's the thing. And a lot of their, their big name channels use things like that. So... Um, I'm still counting seven. Actually, there's seven. Go ahead, though. So, <laughs> so, um, and to bring it even closer to home, uh, I know, I know our blog, okgeek.com, we couldn't even, if, if SOPA were to pass, we wouldn't last very long because we don't have the time it takes to go through every single one of our articles to look for links that link to, uh, you can know copyright infringed content, which is maybe a YouTube video that has music in the background or a video of gameplay footage or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's considered. Yeah. And the scary part is um, it's all based on how the lawmaker sees it. So they could see our site linking to or having embedded or um, talking about something that has copyrighted information. They, and then they'll just see us as being part of it. So it'll affect us as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I, I wonder how that would apply. There, there, there must be some issues with, like, I mean, like you said, embedded with with, with like a JavaScript or like an iframe. You're punching a hole in your page, or to, even a link as well. Right. It's so it's vague enough to say that a, if we link to a YouTube video that has copyrighted information, or we link to a website that has copyrighted information on it, or we link to something that has unauthorized copyrighted information or something. We, it yeah, all and, if, as well. and if it's interpreted in that severity, too, basically there goes Facebook and Twitter and every other exactly. social network as well. A site that has you know 5,400 articles, we're not going to be able to go through every single one of them to, right. to clean it. We're, we just have to you know wait until the day that we get shut down mm-hmm. you know yeah and you know what though and and with that said brandon you know if there's you and there's you know okay geek and a couple other you know websites that are repeat offenders of this bill of which i have no over control so you know i'm in big picture web also on squarespace and then there's alan's site you know we if we could be taken down as well uh, if this bill is interpreted in the right light and so, the saddest part would be that we we wouldn't be taken down by the government at all. We'd be taken down by Squarespace because at the end of the day, all this comes back into Squarespace's shoulders. And since if this bill passes, if we screw up, Squarespace also gets the ban hammer as well. So they'd have to be like, wow, we're hosting all of these websites that, you know, host, you know, quote unquote, copyrighted material where they're linking to it or something. Squarespace can't do anything about it. They can't ask every single person that's yeah. using them to host a- Squarespace would have to say, hey, guys, we got to 
stop it. We got to, you know, stop this right now before, you know, things get out of hand. So it wouldn't be the government that'd be shutting us down. It would be Squarespace because you have to preemptively end it before they do get in trouble. That's an interesting right, point. Let's. I mean, either or. If it, either or it would happen. Either Squarespace would have to shut it down to avoid the risk, or the U.S. government would come in and shut down Squarespace. They just come in and rip out the DNS settings, and your site doesn't resolve anymore. It's just you get a site that says U.S. Department of Justice. This site yep. has been shut down because they're online pirates. Hmm. Can you imagine yep. if somebody went to your site and that was what it said without any due process, any control, your online business, your equity, you know? Yeah. That's... Yeah. that's Okay, uh, I guess to bring it into the Squarespace light, then, uh, Josh, you have uh, been <clears throat> blogging on, on BigPictureWeb.com. You're welcome. Um, yeah. About uh, about how how this does affect Squarespace. Um, well, so, yeah. So specifically, Brandon just mentioned, you know, Squarespace. Uh, it's it's basically guilty by association. It would if one site was affected, all Squarespace sites would be effective because. They're basically all part of the Squarespace.com root domain. So every site is a subdomain of Squarespace.com. That being said, if one goes down, they all go down. You know, I guess it would be it would depend upon how the definitions within the bills, in terms of they go into defining what an internet site might, or excuse me, an internet site. Psst. Hey, this is Alan. I'm editing the show, and I'm just laughing at the way Josh says, Internet. Laugh with me. Excuse me. An Internet site uh, is a domain name and um, what all of those mean, um, technically in the eyes of the law. And so if interpreted in the right light, all of that, what I just said, could could happen. And yeah, Squarespace would be uh, shutting down. Hmm. Yep. So, Along with almost come out. every other web host. Yeah, they came out against it. I uh, I have some tweets embedded in my blog post. Uh, Squarespace, a couple people came out and said, no, we're, um, they said, we don't have an official stance posted as of yet, but we're in opposition. Opposition, so, yep. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people were pulling out of GoDaddy because I think of, of their position. That would be enormous if, if, that, if they were affected in some way, but. Yeah, they lost uh, 70,000 some domains or something like that. But uh, it's a drop in the bucket, unfortunately, for them. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, you know what's weird about this and what makes the whole thing stink even worse is that the um, the chairman and CEO of the Motion Picture Association of America is former U.S. Senator Chris Dodd. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, if nobody likes this... Except for Hollywood and Congress, and there's a senator as the CEO of Hollywood or the MPAA, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think this is helping? We're definitely in in different times today. I mean, probably four or five years ago, I would have spent, I would have bought three or four CDs a week. I mean, and that's that was pretty common, you know. I'd, either if, if it was hitting a, you know. CD store locally. I should have said record store, but I didn't want to confuse Brandon. Um, Ever since I joined uh, RDO, which R-D-I-O, I haven't purchased a single thing for like the last months so so it's like you know i I spend nine nine bucks and i i would assume that we're probably paying someone for the licensing that i'm listening to who knows but yeah um, you're you're paying for rdo right right 
Yeah, nine bucks a month yep. or something. Yep. Yeah, I'm paying, you know, for Pandora Plus, uh, plus or pro or whatever it is and i think that's the thing you know if you're if you are pirating a lot of content uh and you know who you are i mean everybody you know goes through times in their life where content isn't cheap and entertainment is still needed but uh i think it's still upon us uh, to meet the content creators or the artists halfway and mm-hmm. definitely be responsible consumers and well, and uh you know, go through these awesome channels and support them through Pandora and, you know, DRM free content, that type exactly. of stuff. And also, I, I realize that it's our job as people to demand the content that we want and tell them that we want more of it. And the best way to do this by, you know, making the money and buying the content instead of torrenting it. But um, I think one of the real issues here is th- they need to come up with intelligent ways of respecting people's intelligence but at the same time winning them over in a certain way to send them money i remember there was a video uh independent video game that came out recently it was called um uh no time to explain and the game was i think like 10 bucks or something and of course games are pirated all the time right so what this company did was they decided to you know what let's take our whole game and we're going to put it on on the pirate bay and when you download the pirate version of the game everyone's wearing pirate costumes and you can't understand what they're saying because they're talking like pirates. <laughs> and game sales went up, and it, w- and it was free marketing because that's all people would talk about is how awesome this company was for doing this and how awesome that version of the game was. And everyone loved it. So they made yeah. more money, generated more positive uh, everything ab- around the company, and at the same time, they sold more copies of the game. Like, it was just a good move all around. And I think that um, it's sort of like an untapped ability for companies to use pirating and these types of things, especially at this time when it's seen as such a negative thing by most companies to stand up from the rest of them and stand out a bit like this, like yeah. this company did. Whenever old business models kind of start to fall apart, people just really want to cling to them. Do you remember when CDs started falling apart and mm-hmm. you know yep. Apple had to broker all those deals to get iTunes off the ground? That, you know, that was one shift and now we're seeing the same thing with the rest of content on the internet. And you see a lot of people like Pirate Bay. Um, like last week, for example, there was that uh, you guys see the the video where like those five people played that one guitar, uh, that video at all? Yeah. I think I yeah, saw some like, of it. Yeah, there's like you know, double digit million page views, whatever. We look in their YouTube channel and every single one of their video has hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. And you know, every single one of those videos has a link to their iTunes channel and stuff like that. So, you know, you know, the point is win people over with the fun stuff and then, you know, they're going to, they're going to buy or people are going to buy. So those, those models are being used more and more every day and people are successful with it. Um, it's just a shame that there's a lot of people in power that want to keep these old business models all, in place. Exactly. And there's also um, an idea that's been thrown around quite a lot um, that uh, one of the one of the biggest issues of where companies lose money is um, or not lose money, but get the get the idea that they're losing money is I know when I hear a, of a movie that's just come out and it's in or it's not in theaters quite yet. But let's say there's a version that leaks out online or something. You know, people are going to watch it because they want to see it right now. Like, as soon as they hear from they they don't care if they have to pay $30 or anything. They're just like, I want to see this right now. And if the only way they can get it is through a torrent link, they're going to use it so they can watch it right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why 
um, the Apple TV for me has been awesome because you know it's if I want to watch a movie right now, like literally just watch it right now, at, you know, five dollars, and then I can watch it right now when I want to watch it at the second that I want to watch it. Right, and that's well, some some companies are getting that. Like what um, HBO Go, they've mm-hmm. got their Go service where it's HBO anywhere. If you've got HBO, you can look at it anywhere, including your 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 devices. And so, um, you know, to a get around pirating, people are willing to pay for it. So let them subscribe to HBO and see it whenever whenever they want. You know. Exactly, and, and also, and also, one of the things is, um, if like, let's say, uh, I know the Dark Knight isn't even finished being edited yet, but when it's announced that like coming to theaters and whatever, they're gonna be there's gonna be copies that leak out, and there's gonna be things that happen. To, recordings of the of the theater screenings will be shown. I just wish they could do something where um, you could get like a copy of the movie before it comes out for anybody else online for like fifty dollars. I can bet you millions of people would buy that. To watch it a month before they could normally do it, just because they want to see it right now. Right. People I, would do it. I'd do it. I fifty dollars to watch it as the moment I the soonest possible moment I can. I'd yeah, do it. Yeah, I think the movie theaters would like dry up overnight, wouldn't they? Because <clears throat> they're but, I mean, but, it's but, like fifty but, bucks. But at the end of the day, or, Josh, does it really matter? You know. Yes. Uh, this, I mean, this happened over in yeah. Asia. That I mean, I I I really can't remember if it was. I I'll say it's China. Let's say it's China. Um. But uh, piracy is so huge that that um, there there would be movies launching in, in, in the movie theater, and you'd walk out of the movie theater, and on the street, there's the dude selling DVDs of the movie you just saw that yep. you know brand new movie. So 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 what they did is they they went around it and said, well, let's make the movie theater an experience like no other. So now they have you know steaks and waitresses, and it's it's a beautiful experience where you go there to experience something else. Oh, and then there's also a movie, you know? So, so, so they're kind of doing something a little different to at least still keep ticketers, but it just, it just so twisted when there's piracy like that fast. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, the goal for these companies is to make money. Right. And as soon as they start making money and they start seeing that, Hey, if we put out a copy of this, people will spend $50 on this. No way. Of course we will. Cause we want to watch it right now. Mm hmm. Even if yeah. it's not available anywhere else, we will buy it from you because we want to watch it right now. And if it's in full quality or whatever, we want to watch it. And I know that as soon as it's out in theaters, I'm going to the theater because I want to see it on that big you know, IMAX screen and watch this epic movie. But it's that whole trigger uh, response to everything with people who have money to do that thing. If they can watch it right now and click play and watch the movie, they will. Sure. All right. Well, cool. Let's... Let's move on. So ultimately, we... soap is bad. If you haven't called your representatives yet, soap is do it. bad. If you're in Canada, call a friend in the U.S. and tell them to contact their representative. Or, I, yeah, I wish I could set something up. And if you're someplace else in the world, hello. And if you're in Canada can set, and you're listening to this, we're, we're saying soap or like, soup. Or soup. Why is Americans <laughs> so angry with soup? What did soup do? <laughs> what did it do? Occupy soup? What? What you need to know about Squarespace and soup? <laughs> <laughs> soup is ruining the internet. Oh no! Not oh, again. God. Soup. All right. So we've got another question from Trisha Roach. He's still talking it's about soup, about, but it's Trisha's question is not about soup. It's about iWeb. Um, so- <laughs> is this Trish Gershon? Uh, no, this is Trisha Roach. So, what, what's this Gershon name? I'm not. Uh, that's that's the third question. That's our third. I'm one. on the wrong thing. 
We're, yeah, that's all right. So the iRub question from Trisha. She says, Happy New Year to all of you. Um, it's been a while since we've recorded, so Happy New Year, Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Hi. <laughs> Celebrate. Um, I created a website for a local education organization via iWeb several years ago with Apple's mobile me as the host. As you know, as of June 30th, 2012, iWeb support is going away. Is Squarespace a good choice for me to move or recreate that site? Since Squarespace is more complex than iWeb, are there particular skills I should be sure to learn? Apple says, use iWeb to design websites and blogs featuring your photos, movies, and more. iWeb even notifies Facebook when you post something to your site. Use iWeb. Ding! So, it must be still a thing. website in the cloud. Do iWeb. So, when's iWeb going away then? June 30th, 2012. This year. So, why would they still try and promote it? Apple and the Mayans were on slightly different schedules, apparently. I'm looking at some of the screenshots when you go to the... So if you go to apple.com slash iLife slash iWeb, there's a few screenshots of horrible-looking websites. <laughs> I mean, horrible-looking websites. Pool party! <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, come on. No, you go there and you look. You oh, go and see. Oh, God. <laughs> they have to... One of them it looks like it's... Um, Comic Sans and the other one is Times New Roman on the old font. So oh, hey, our our friend Trisha put together a pretty helpful little website on iWeb. I I haven't clicked over to Trisha's website, but I will not do so to avoid Comic slander. It's like clown shoes. <laughs> no, uh, but yes, I would I would highly suggest uh, moving over to Squarespace uh, if you haven't done this already. I know this was probably an older question, uh, but um, yes, Squarespace <laughs> is the bee's knees. Yeah, and it's not too terribly difficult. I see that you've got a lot of, like, um, there's, like, some tables and columns and stuff like that in here. You know, um, these are all easy to recreate in Squarespace. There might be some CSS for if you want to achieve the same exact positioning here. Otherwise, you should be able to uh, use their WYSIWYG controls to achieve a site. Oh, that's a nice site. Hers isn't anything like those. I'm sorry. Be nice, Alan. Well, such why a would Apple do something? Isn't Apple like kind of design centric? They are. Maybe they started putting these horrible looking websites <laughs> on there so you'd stop using it. <laughs> I like the background. That's a good sunset uh, plan. Yep. A sunset so, plan. Oh, that's like a gold funnel. It that's is like on the level of gold <laughs> funnel. Sunset plan. Where do you come up with this stuff? Burying a this gold is, funnel is what that this is. This is from being in in the business a gold world. Funnel this is, is a sunset. Yeah, yeah. Drive and, the plane into the ground. I, I would like to also mention that Squarespace uh, will have a a more um, solid SEO infrastructure in your site. So, looking at the code on iWeb, there are a lot of inline styles and uh, and you know some things like that. The URL structure isn't quite optimal either. So, if you get a, your own domain on a Squarespace platform, um, you know. I think for anybody who's questioning their abilities to use the platform, the best advice is just to um, do the two-week trial. And you should be able to recreate your site pretty much entirely in that time or be well along the way and far enough along to know whether it's the right plan for platform yeah, for you. Yeah, start, start one up now and yep. start and- playing with it. And here's what you can do. There's a well. There's a, there's a several things you can do. If you're worried about losing your content because Apple might just make it go away, 
um, and you just kind of want to get it out of there now, um, you can copy things like over to Google Docs or something like that. Yeah. Or um, oh, what's the site? Oh, jumpchart.com. I think I've talked about it before, but jumpchart.com is a way to make uh, uh, basically scratch websites. Um, it's it's Jump. all about focusing on your content. So if, if, if your content is important, go to jumpchart.com and set up an account. I, I think it's free up to like 10 pages. And then it's like six bucks a month if you want to do it a more robust account. Uh, but it's great for content developers and such. Or if you're afraid of losing content, then at least put it somewhere. And then you can organize it and kind of recreate That's it. That's pretty somewhere. awesome. Yeah, yeah there's a that. little... There'll be a link in the show notes. There will be. Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> I start wheezing. That's my laugh. Uh-huh. More more wheeze in 2012 is my uh, <laughs> thing. With the... Oh, man. Um, all right, cool. So good, good luck with moving from iWeb to something better. Yeah. Are there any other alternatives? What happened? Are there other? I remember the name of the software. Snipply. Matter. Snipply. Oh yeah, actually, this is a good little little break. So on on Squarespace, and we have to have talked about this in the past. Maybe we haven't. All right. So on Squarespace, there's always a little fear of losing uh, custom HTML content areas, right? So, like, let's say you do a custom footer and you're down there in the footer and you have a whole bunch of HTML custom stuff that in injection points, there's no backup procedure that Squarespace currently has. So, usually if I'm going to edit some custom block like that, I will copy it and paste it somewhere locally, uh, like a, a text edit type document, or if you're on a PC, I'd use like Notepad or something like that. Uh, but there's a, a there's an app from uh, Adobe called what is it, Brandon? <laughs> he likes to say it. Snipply. It's called Snipply. S N I P P E L Y. Oh man, the best name ever. He, he loves it. Anyway, um, but it's a cool little Air app that that's no longer supported. But but they still it's <laughs> it's over on GitHub, and so I mean it's it's a little robust app, and it. Uh, Basically, I use it for every single site. Um, if if I'm going to be working on custom CSS, I will copy it and paste it over there frequently. Um, and then when I do like a site handoff, I will try and copy uh, all my CSS, every custom HTML block. If I do like a slideshow, I'll take that content and I'll take my header injection point kind of things and bring those all over to Snipply. And it's not only cool to kind of say, you know, when the client calls and says, um we deleted the footer and then I, I can have that and I can rescue Doesn't you. matter. Snipply. Snipply. Um, but also I, I, I can work on another site and I can go, Oh yes. How did I do that on site X? Like, Oh yes, I did it here so that I can go to Snipply and uh, copy code out and use it. So check out Snipply for all your safety Snipply. copying and pasting needs. Snipply. Only from Adobe. <laughs> That's right. Photoshop from Adobe. Snipply from Adobe. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, it's, so it's, moving on. Your code. So, n- note to self, n- note to show. We need to contact Jump Chart and uh, Adobe and see if we can get some Snipply. funding for our ad sequence. 
This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Snipply. Doesn't matter, Snipply. It's <laughs> this podcast is not represented by Snipply at all. That was the best one. Doesn't matter, Snipply. This podcast is completely represented by Snipply. <laughs> we also represent the opinions of Snipply. Those voiceovers that you just heard were just fake. Snipply. <laughs> Squarespace podcast does not support solo, but does reflect the opinions of Snipply. Snipply. This is getting fun. And we're back, listener. That break was brought no, to you by Snipply. My dogs are brought to you by Snipply. Hi, little Snipples. Uh, we have another question here uh, sent on. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, it was uh, sent by Gershon. Uh, and Gershon was uh, talking about a URL of a podcast. I do not use iTunes or any other Apple product. I prefer to use Google Listen on my Android phone. Insert jokes here. Could you please inform me of the URL of the podcast so I can subscribe using Listen? Thanks for your efforts in advance, Gershon. <coughs> okay, well, the URL for our... Um our podcast on iTunes that you can download. Here we go. What? We'll give them the XML URL. What's the XML URL there? Um, shoot, well, shoot it over to me on Skype and I'll make you sure. You need I... to go to contentstructurestyle.com. Uh, most modern browsers, uh, actually, Chrome does not still does not support RSS by default, which, why everyone in the world... <laughs> Why? Yeah, I have no idea. I guess because they have Google Reader or something. Okay, so the the address for the XML. Make sure you, everyone open your phones. Oh. Open up the audio podcast application you have installed. This is not going to be. <clears> and fun. type this in to subscribe to Content Structure and Style. <clears throat> HTTP oh, colon forward slash forward slash www period content structure style period com forward slash podcast forward slash rss period xml okay do you want to type that in the show notes right Don't you, when, when, when you watch local news and they and they they say the wrong slash they'll say backslash and you're like period no aspx if if or they'll they'll say go to our news channel.com backslash whatever and you're like no it's not it's not backslash backslash cnn.com wait so we're on your computer hold on local okay all right sorry that was a nerd moment hey guys check out this check out this image c colon backslash oh. backslash documents backslash funny dog dot jpeg i think we're, we've lost the show all right so basically um here's the deal we will we'll put that RSS feed in our show notes. Uh, but if you're still looking, if you're, uh, let's say you're using Safari or Firefox um, in the URL bar. What, what is the name of that thing? The URL bar where you type the, a website, the domain. The address bar. The address bar. On the right side, you should see RSS. It should say RSS, show RSS. There may be a, a different icon on the browser you're using. But if you are on any site in the world and they have RSS on that particular page, that icon will be activated. Hmm. I personally uh, wasn't able to follow it, but I'm sure... Yeah, <laughs> this is not good. Anyway, okay, let me explain. I've got... In, in Squarespace, you can you can see all of your journal category configuration. There's a con- journal category configuration area. 
Oh yes, yeah, on nice. on yeah. Squarespace yeah. on on each journal. There's a, a an area in the configure this page thing with the things. Yikes! I, Did all right, we well, answer I anything that, about the RSS? Yeah, it gets to all of our uh, questions for the week here. So I think that 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 just about does it, doesn't it? I guess. Seems like Josh's head's in another room. I guess, like, I don't know. Probably. I mean, probably. This is the type. This is the time of the show where I open up a client email. Oh, jeez. And here's the, here's the client email. All I'm names. I'm so glad will to be, be here on your last day of employment. No, it's my own deal. Uh, so, a client writes, um, not specifically, but. At the bottom of each directory post, once you open it, the following code appears. Some HTML allowed, colon, bracket, ahref equals, blah, 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 blah. So what this is, is the, the instruction text on, on the bottom of each uh, uh, journal entry, where you enter comments. And this is for the commenter to go and, and find out how to like uh, code an italics or EM, if you will, uh, or put put a link in in the journal. So, what this person was seeing was was those instruct its instructional text on how to uh, how to style some of those things. So it confused them. And actually, I've I've received this email about three times over the past year because it is confusing to some people. They're like, "Oh, what's this HTML at the bottom of the?" Oh, no, that's not. That's that's uh, it's helpful to those people who know what those things are, but. Is it is it possible to remove that? Yes, it is. No. There, there's a there's a particular script. There's a Yahoo script that uh, someone's posted on the forums that we will put in our uh, show notes, um, and it's basically it'll, it'll hide that. But it, it is kind of silly when you when you think about well, you know, the the person who doesn't know anything what that is, they might look at that and and think it's code hanging off on the end of the post, but it's really not. It's actually instructional, informative. Live, local, and late-breaking. Sure, sure, cool. And thanks for listening to another episode of Content, Structure, and Style, the unofficial Squarespace podcast. Submit your questions online at contentstructurestyle.com. Brandon. What? Oh. Uh, Hold on. Where's the wrap-up? There it is. This has been Brandon Davenport. You can find me at okgeek.com and on Twitter at it's Brandon D. This has been Alan Hauser. You can find me at creativecomponent.com and at Alan Hauser on Twitter. And this is Josh Broughton. You can find me on bigpictureweb.com and JL Broughton on Twitter. Thanks for listening again and <laughs> crap. Prepare. Thanks for our insert pithy line here of content uh, structure style. Oh, no, we How about thanks for chewing on another rawhide bone here on because that's what my dog's doing. Yes. Thank you for websiting as on the internet with content structure and style. Thanks for letting the dogs out with content structure and style. <laughs> whoop whoop. Thanks for walking <laughs> up Grandma's socks in the dryer with content structure and style. Thanks for Thanks raising for the roof on content structure and style. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling putting... your local representative over content structure and style. Thanks for putting some beats in our jams at content structure and style. 
Thanks for removing that back tattoo on Content Structured Style. Thanks Thank for having you. a healthy BM on Content Structured Style. Thanks for helping me move those back patio stones. They're really heavy on Content Structured Style. Thanks for knocking off all the salt crystals off, off my pretzels because I can't <laughs> handle salt on Content Structure and Style. <clears throat> hey, 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 thanks. <laughs> Can I do that last one? We gotta do all of them. I stammered. Can we start over? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for Thanks. harvesting mushrooms by the trees. Here <laughs> on content structure and style. Thanks for organizing that Nirvana reunion con- benefit concert for content structure and style. Go, Josh. Thanks for donating all of your clothes to st- content structure and style. <laughs> Thanks for resetting the VCR clock from blinking on content structure and style. Thanks for giving your old copy of Mirror 64 to my son on content structure and style. Thanks for filling your content structure and style with uh, recyclable motor oil. (laughs) Thanks for when you open up a loaf of bread not eating the end things we call heels on content structure and style. Thanks for not bending that thing that holds the end of the bread bag closed into four pieces so I can't use it again on content structure and style. Thanks for using this episode of content structure and style. Please wipe the nozzle. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) Oh my god. We just stocked up for 2012 for closing. (laughs) I know, right? No, you have to put those all at the end of being like, beep, and then do the next one. Oh, that's so awesome. I don't know how he came up with the bread bag ones. People do that all the time. Because I'm looking at a loaf of bread across the room. Yeah, it's just like the thing you everyone always... That's what I was doing the whole time. Just staring around. <laughs> Thanks for not swallowing earth magnets on content structure. <laughs> Thanks for warning. emptying your can of content structured style. Thanks for... Thanks for hiding a dead body. Uh, oh, uh, uh, uh. Thanks for showing me those cool tricks that Siri can do on content structure and style. Thanks for not pulling your pants up when you're dropping your pants while recording his content structure and style. <laughs> Becoming my favorite writing utensil on content structure and style. <laughs> oh boy. Mm. On content structure and style. Oh my god. It was the best closer I've ever witnessed on anything I've ever done anything on content structure and style. Oh my god. (laughs) Thanks for the wood duck blanket on content structure and style. Wood duck. There's really one there, isn't there? Uh, There's two of them. Thanks for getting me that cup of turtle mix for for Christmas on content structure and style. Thanks for sliding down the funnel of content structure and style. Thanks for not discussing the koi pond on content structure and style. (laughs) Thanks for bringing up the koi pond, Alan, on content structure and style. Thanks for leaving my koi pond alone on content structure and style. (laughs) Thanks for my wife who's going, what the hell's going on down there on content structure and style. (laughs) Thanks for not mentioning that water spot on the Cineplex screen on content structure and style. That's not a water spot on content structure and style. <laughs> Silly, that's a... <laughs> oh, I think I broke it. Yeah. On content yeah. structure and style. Oh. Thanks for keeping it politically correct on content structure and style. 
Thanks for not bringing up what Santorum really means on content structure and style. <laughs> Frothy. <laughs> oh boy. should have hit record that whole time what no i did <laughs> <laughs>